is your old pal, the real guy, Steve Filchin, eager to tell you about the upcoming show I've got down there with my buddy comedy hypnotist Gary Conrad. Gary and I are going to be at the Catfish Bend Casino in Burlington on Saturday, December the 30th for one show at 8 o'clock. Tickets online or at the door. Uh, and Gary's got a New Year's Eve show there on the 31st. Go to the website for more information about that show. But we're hoping to see everybody turn out on Saturday the 30th uh, as we get to uh, uh, entertain from the uh, Catfish Bend uh, Casino in Burlington. And Gary's going to hypnotize a bunch of people into doing all sorts of crazy things. Looking forward to seeing you then. Kyoto Transmission and Repair uh, is, brings you the Kyoto Eagles here on Round Guy Radio. We got Coach Stout with us. Well, the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me on. Well, you are um, really, really impressing me this uh, first half. What an outstanding first half you are. Uh, is it eight and oh, nine and oh? Where are you at? Well, we're standing at ten and oh right now. Ten and oh. Eight and oh in the conference. So that, that's a lot of conference games uh, right out of the bat. Uh, well, let's kind of go over the season. Uh, it seemed like it just started out hotter than a pistol, and then you kind of got into an area where you had a, um, a lot higher competition, and then you kind of grinded out some some big wins, uh, one on the road and one at home, uh, uh, and then you kind of just got just went right back to uh, throwing up all those huge points. Yeah, I think early on the season, I think um, our guys were very focused in on offensively the way we want to play um getting out and running uh converting easy shots hitting three pointers um and we got a veteran group uh, you know with nine seniors on the team um it's it was real easy for us to get going early uh we had kind of fir- we had kind of circled that week of Lindell Sully, um Montezuma, some of those teams in there that we knew we were going to give us bell plane was another one that we just kind of circled that whole week where all three of them teams fell in there within a week and a half time frame and I thought our kids just did a great job um, in both of those games, kind of holding our composure up at Linville at their place, which is a really tough place to play and win. Um, I thought our guys, we, we had a 14-point lead midway through the third quarter. Uh, they turned around and made a nice run back at us, and it was it was back and forth the entire fourth quarter, and we ended up making some good defensive plays um, and, and hitting some free throws down the stretch to win that one. And kind of the same thing in the Montezuma game. We started out – 17 to zero in the first five minutes of the game and looked like we were just going to start rolling through that one. And, and then Montezuma really settled down and played better defense on us. And we shot the ball not very well from the three point line. We went two for 22 from the three point line. So again, it was, you know, I kind of challenged our kids in the fourth quarter as, you know, you're seniors, you, you've been here, you've done this before. And, and I thought our guys did a great job of stepping up. Cole Kendrick hit a nice 15 foot jump shot. Sawyer Stout hit, hit a nice shot going down the middle of the lane and, Again, we were able to finish out with some free throws with Billy Kinder and Tanner Waterhouse and, and pull out that win. Well, uh, the Cedar Rapids Gazette uh, and the AP finally put out a poll. Uh, only one I know that's not the Iowa Athletic Association poll. Uh, and you come out number one. Uh, that's uh, Now, I, I covered the team, you know, all the home games last year. Uh, and you uh, you had a bunch of good players. But I can't think of any player that you have that isn't better this year than they were last year. Um, who do you think from from last year to this year stepped up the most? 
Well, I think Tanner Waterhouse, who who did get a lot of playing time last year, um, kind of said it looked like he pretty much went in and shot a lot, um, worked on his strength and conditioning, and and he's a kid that's really really come in and, and filled in as that number five starter this year and, and done a great job. He's averaging right around eight to nine points a game. Um, just does a great job of playing defense um, and, and, again, get out and running and pushing the ball ahead. Um, so, so I think he's improved a lot. I think Billy Kindred grew a little bit in the offseason. He did a lot of shooting with Sawyer Stout in the gym on the on the gun here pretty much, you know, through midsummer all the way through the beginning part of the basketball season that, you know, that, that those guys just continue to shoot and get better. Um, I, I mean, like you said, everybody's, everyone's gotten a little better. I think Cole Kindred went into, you know, strength training and things like that and hitting the weight room. He's become just a much stronger point guard, um, plays defense relentless. Um, Evan Vitito continued to get stronger and do the things that he needed to do to be able to battle guys down low. And, and I think a lot of that's transformed into our conditioning and our ability to be able to run. And then, you know, we got three guys that come off the bench and play a lot of minutes for us and Aiden McGuire, Chase Hayfleet, and Connor Strand. And I think right now those, you know, those top eight guys have really done a great job of getting themselves better and, and improving. But one of the things I guess I always stress to my kids too is the guys in practice are the ones that are going to make you better. I mean, I think with our number nine guy, Chase Searin, and then 10, we get to Jace Kalupa, you know, those guys, they continue to battle every single day in practice against our starters. And that's what makes us better. And, and I think that's one of the big tributes to our program is we've got so many guys that, that can battle against each other that you have to show that you're going to be able to play. Otherwise, somebody else is going to take your spot. Well, you also have a secret weapon there, uh, uh, Bubby there. Uh, he seems like he has uh, eclipsed Reggie Jackson in the superstar category, uh, at least with the media. Uh, everybody's all... Uh, Everybody's really, he's, it seems like he just captured the whole state uh, uh, with his presence, with his Elvis-like uh, magnet, magnitude he's got going on there. What's it like when you, you slip him in there in the game and he comes in there and pops a three? What happens? Well, I mean, the crowd goes crazy. and I mean, I, mean, I think it's both sides all the way around. I, and like you said, you got KCRG Athlete of the Week um, um, after he hit his three-point shot against Sigourney. But with Sigourney, both, you know, both sides are really cheering for him. Uh, Tri-County kind of was the same thing, but it's, I mean, it takes a lot for a kid just to sit there the entire time, you know, during the game, and then he gets his, he gets his moments to come in there at the end of the game, and and you got to be you got to be dialed in, just be able to stand out there twenty feet away and knock the shot down. But he's done a good job of doing those things. He's he's a great kid for you know for our kids to be around and for him to be around our community, and, and like I said, like his mom and dad talked about on the KCRG thing, you know, it's everybody in the community knows him, everybody talks to him, he's. He's well liked through everybody. I mean, doesn't have a mean bone, mean bone in his body. Um, he's just always a happy kid to be around, and you know, so I'm I'm real happy for him to be able to get um, that attention and those those accolades that come through there, and and so you know that's always great to see. And then and then we have another senior in um, in Ashton Thomas too that kind of the same way. He doesn't get a whole lot of playing time, but he battles with the kids in practice, and and he comes in, and and the kids in the crowd. Oh, they, they they want to try and see him score, and you know, so that's, that's pretty cool to see people get behind those kids that that don't always get all the recognition that some of the other kids get. So that's so that's always awesome to see. Yeah, we call him the Fawns. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got that kind of a, a charisma that that goes yeah. with him. Well, uh, uh, let's talk a little about. I guess let's talk about the defense. So you're, you're putting up so many points, uh, but you're also you're, you're you're who's been the leaders on the defense. 
Well, I think um, well, I have Cole Kindred is one of our top steals guys, but him and him and Sawyer and Tanner pretty much lead the front front end of our press. Um, and Cole can get block shots, um, but it's, it's just a collective deal. I mean, Billy and Evan, everybody plays their position so well that they've got to be in the right spots and do the, do the things that they can do. But I think our quickness between all five of our starters is, is a big attribute to that. Um, if somebody gets biased, we're coming from behind and trying to tip the ball. That's something that we work on a lot, you know, get tips, knock the ball away, then get out and run. But but I, I just don't, I don't think it can be just one one person that's going to lead all that. It has, I mean, everybody has to be dialed in on the in the positions that they need to be in because we do a lot of zone press stuff and if you're out of position somebody's gonna get a layup and i think our kids just work really hard to as a as a whole group just to you know be where they're supposed to be and do do what they're supposed to do yeah you're, you're working as you, you mentioned they're all uh, so many seniors um it seems like these guys kind of have like an unspoken communication um they just seem to know where everybody's gonna be uh or or what the guy's going to do next without even t- talking to him about it. Uh, um, do you think that communication is one of the things that's left this team uh, really way up at the top? Well, I think so. Um, Sawyer's probably, I mean, he's probably one of our most vocal leaders on the court. I mean, he's always talking, he's always saying stuff. But like you said, the other kids, they just, they feed off of that. They kind of go there. I'd love to get our, all of our guys talking so much more. Um, I mean, you go watch college games and NBA games, those guys – those guys play bits nonstop talking, making sure everybody's in the right positions. And so I think we got a couple of guys that'll do that. But I, but, but again, a lot of it is just that these guys have played so much basketball together that they know where each other's going to be. They know what we're going to do. We, we haven't changed a lot of our schemes. Um, we, we still, you know, we play a two, two, one full court press. We drop back to a two, three zone. Um, and those guys just are, are kind of attached like they're on a, like on a rope together. They just, one guy covers another guy fills in the gap and, and that's what a lot of that defense is. But, but you know, we've been able to play man-to-man defense against some of the teams that we've needed to. And so our kids have been able to adapt to that, too. So I think, you know, again, it's like you said, a bunch of seniors, they just they just lead by example and do what they got to do. Well, um, you know, uh, it's important what you do in the last two minutes of the game. But what seems to be this year's um, kind of trademark of the team is what they do the first two minutes of the game. Uh the game I, I called that you guys did, I think you were up 12 to nothing in the first minute uh, or something in, in that range. Maybe it was a minute and a half, but uh, you, you score so quickly. Uh, talk about, you know, how important that is to jump out on the other team. Like you said, you've got up 17 to nothing on, on Montezuma. Well, I think that's that's just big. Our kids are focused is on on what they need to do, and and obviously that's come down to knock down some shots. I know against the Sydney game, we started out like five or six from the three point line, and I guess when you come out and you, we're throwing haymakers, and and if they all hit, then you pretty much you know devastate the other team and put them in such a hole that they don't think they can get back out of it, and and then and hopefully you can continue that. But but we've had some games like the Bell Plain game where it was twenty seven twenty seven. We came out the second half and and just completely dominated that game on the defensive end and and scored 51 points so one of our big things we really like to try and do is end quarters really well um you know try and get those points where where you outscore your opponent in the last two minutes of each quarter but but like you said we we've came out throwing throwing big bombs here the first few minutes of each game and and it just puts the other team so far behind that that sometimes you know sometimes they just don't have enough talent and stuff to get back into it and our kids just when you feed off that, I think our, our offense feeds off of our defense. And when, but when you make shots, it's so much easier to play defense, too. And I think our kids have really bought into that aspect of things, too. Yeah, uh, they're playing so well together. Uh, 
Well, um, the thing, one thing I think I see every night, the team that wins uh, seems to be the ball that that passes the best, turns it over the least, and um, you know dribbles the best, moves moves the ball from one end of the court to the other. Uh, how's that? How's that been going for you? Well, I think that's probably one of our biggest keys right now is we've only been turning the ball about seven or eight times a game, and and like I've you know preached this ever since I've been coaching. Give yourself an opportunity. If you, if you can get a shot up there, you got a chance to get a rebound, maybe a deflection, ball might go out of bounds, you might get it back. But the more opportunities you give your team to score, the better off you're going to be. Um, and, and that's by not turning the ball over. I mean, I've had teams in the past, if you turn the ball over out front, it's a layup for the other team. That's just, that's demoralizes you. That's one thing we really haven't done too much, but we have also created that with our defensive pressure. You know, our guys can get out and run. Sawyer's, Sawyer's always out on the break trying to get out there, and, and our kids have really bought into, hey, we're going to throw the ball down to him. We get two points. We're setting up our press. We're scoring. And, I mean, even Tanner and Cole and Billy, those guys get out and run. And, I mean, Evan, even, Evan told us Sawyer one game, he said, hey, you guys just keep a running and scoring. I'll just stay back here on the defensive end and keep keep stopping them. And, you know, so our kids kids have really bought into the system that we're that we're trying to play. But but I do believe, you know, not turning the ball over is a huge, a huge factor. And I know – the two big games against Linville and Monty, we only had six turnovers in each game, and and that and that's probably the reason why we won both those games. Well, uh, uh, the the two things uh, you shoot as good as anyone else that I've seen this year. You know, I've seen some games where kids really got hot, uh, but uh, at the top of the shooting, as far as the things, but where you can kind of uh, stand alone at is your transition game. Uh, nobody transitions like you guys do from defense to offense. So talk to me about that. Tell me who's your rebounders and then who are they looking to get the ball to to move it? Uh, uh, I mean, and they move it like lightning from one end of the court to the other. Yeah, and that's what we try and do. I mean, and that's with our press. Even I mean, I'm trying to stress that to the kids. Even if you don't get a turnover, but the other team shoots the ball in the first 10 or 12 seconds of the shot clock and you get the rebound, boom, you're off and going. And, and we've got some really good rebounders between Billy Kindred and Evan Vidito and and um, Connor Strand, Aiden McGuire comes in there. Cole Kendrick, he steps down there and gets rebounds. And and like I said, then our two guards are taking off. Sawyer's out there past half court about every single time, and Tanner's able to get out there and go. But then the ball's going to go so much faster on the pass than it is on the dribble. And our kids, uh, and our kids don't have a problem throwing it ahead. Um, we will make. We have made a few turnovers that way, but but we'll take that. But I think. That's something that we've really keyed on. We try, even if we don't get the turnover, we want the other team to shoot the ball quick. As long as you get the defensive rebound, you can get out and transition and go. And and so far, I mean, so far the first half of the season, everything's kind of clicked in that direction for us. Well, one of the big, big, and I don't care whether it's golf or baseball or whatever, uh, Linville, Sully, and Kyoto is always uh, an electric. There's just an extra amount of electricity there. Um, I think they're rated fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere. Uh, I think Winfield's sixth uh, or fifth, maybe. I think they're fifth. They might be sixth, but you know, you guys are are. That's a pretty pretty high high talented team. We know what kind of athletes that Linville Sully puts out there. So uh, you got to got to get gas up the bus and go up there. Walk me through that game and um, um, what do you what do you think happened? Was it just something you guys did in the last minute or so of that game that won it, or what? Well, yeah, it actually it was. I mean, it, like I said, both teams they came out focused. We we were focused. They got a big kid inside. Um, we knew we were going to have to be able to rebound the ball. Um, one of the things we, I mean, we did not get a lot of steals off of our press, but but we put a lot of pressure on getting the ball across half court. Um, kind of slowed their offense. They 
we didn't shoot that great from the three point line, but we kind of went in knowing that that was the one thing we were going to have to get up, give up is some three point opportunities for them. I thought we did a great job of rebounding there. But like I said, middle of the third quarter, we come out and we had about three baskets right in a row. We go up by 14 and it kind of looks like we're starting to take control of the game. They get a timeout, uh, very well coached team. They, they came down, got a couple baskets in, got a couple stops on us, got the game back into reach where it was a four or five point ball game. The one thing, we never did. We never gave up the lead. Um, so that was that was always nice. We always had a little advantage on the scoreboard. But then, and we continued to press, even though we weren't getting a lot of turnovers or make or miss. We were still picking their guards up. And Tanner Waterhouse came up with a huge play down the stretch. He um, kid, their point guard came across half court, and he got a deflection, and the ball went off of their point guard's foot into the back court. And the referee wasn't going to call it first, and it was a delayed call. And and he did end up making the over and back call, which was the correct call. Uh, a lot of people didn't agree with it, obviously, in the game time situation. But when you watch it back on film, it was the correct call. Um, we were able to get the ball back um, with a one-point lead. We we're, were holding it to the end. And about 12 seconds left on the shot clock, Evan Goodito steps up and hits about a 15-foot jumper from the baseline. And and we held on the last 10 seconds of the game. They got two three-point opportunities and, and thankfully missed them both. And like I said, two two good teams playing against each other. And, you know, it's one of those things where it just depends on which way the ball bounces here and there. But I think our kids made made enough good plays, and, and we were really excited to, to go up there and get a win. Who would you say was the player of the game that game for you? Well, I think we had a lot of guys that stepped up. Cole Kendrick stepped up, had a really good game. Evan Vinito, both, they both had a really good game. They they really they really went out and guarded Sawyer a long distance from the from the basket and everything there. So I thought Cole and Evan both did a good job. I think Evan was like eight for nine from the field that game. Um, Cole did a good job offensively and defensively and, and moving the ball around. But Sawyer was still able to get 10 points. So, I mean, we, everybody wants to go, who's the player of your game? And every time I look at it, you know, we got a collective group of guys that, that can take care of that each each and every night. And that's, that's what's been so much fun is I don't care who gets the most points or whatever. It's, it's the guys that get rebounds, get steals. Gets the ball out and running. I mean, we got guys that can. We got guys that can fill up the scoreboard, but we got other, we got guys that do the little things. That you know, when the ball's on the floor, we're diving on the floor and things like that. And you know, it's great to see. So we got guys. I mean, every single night out, any one of our starters could be player of the game. I think, and what? and a couple times you get guys that come off the bench could be players of the game just with the energy that they bring and everything that they bring to it. And and I, and I stress that to the other kids, you know. Be excited when, even if you're watching your teammates play, be excited for them. I mean, none of this stuff happens without an entire group team effort, and and that's what and that's what I'm so proud of this group right now is that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's doing the jobs that they need to do, and and it, it makes my job as a coach that much easier. Well, what was it like for the people that drove from Kyoto, the uh, for you, the coach, for the players, when that buzzer went off and you looked at the scoreboard and you guys won that Lindell Sword? Well, one thing, I guess my, my manager, my 10 year old son, he says, well, my heart can start beating again, dad. So I think, I think that was, that was kind of a collective sigh of everybody in the crowd. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough place to play. They got a stage on one side where the kids sit there and basically dang their feet over the, the sidelines of the basketball um, court. And, you know, so I guess my hands went up straight up in the air too. We were pretty excited to win that one, but, but our, our student section started to come out on the floor, but I got them calm down they were they were pretty excited when you go on the road and and your student section is better than the home team's student section you know that really shows a lot that says a lot for for what our kids in our community what they do and what they believe in with our guys and so how they get behind each other I mean, our student section was louder than theirs the whole time and 
you know, that that's a lot of that's led by our JV boys. Um, you know, they, they cut, that was their first game that they lost. So they, they were excited to see us get back into taking care of business in the varsity game. But, but we got some kids that, you know, are in other sports like bowling and things like that, that they come to the games, they cheer us on, uh, and they tell me at school, coach, don't worry, we'll be there tonight. And, and you know, we've been on the road we have quite a few games already this year in our student section. It's one of the best that I've seen in the state of Iowa, especially for a small school. And we don't have as, you know, obviously don't have as many kids that can go, but, but they all get behind each other. They get in cars and they go drive. And, and I think our, our community was well represented up there. We had a lot of people there. And so again, and like I said, your heart can start beating again because everybody was just kind of holding on with them getting two, three point shots at the end. And it was, it was just a big relief to be able to get that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I was so proud and, uh, and so happy. Uh, um, uh, Andy McGuire called me. I, I don't. I think he was somewhere flying above his uh, car on the way home. He was so excited about that win. Like the shot heard around the world. That was what really put Kyoto, um, you know, at the top of the at the top of the mountain this year. Well, Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, is there anything more about these first half that we need to talk about? No, I think we pretty much covered about everything on that one. We just we're getting some nice, we got some nice holiday break here now, and we're getting we're getting ready to get back after in the gym here in the next day or so, and and see what gets happening here. Again. Well, that's what. Um, before I let you go here, I kind of want to know about the next two weeks: who you play, when, and where. Well, we open up um, not till January fifth. We got Colfax Mingo coming to our place, and and they they're a much improved team over the last year. Um, they've got some some kids that are now get to be juniors and seniors that have that have been playing a lot, getting a lot of experience and they've been they've been beating some teams um, you know, throughout the season and then and then that following Tuesday we have North Mahaska, we gotta go up to their place and again that's just that's gonna be another team that it's gonna be a battle. They can shoot the three pointer. They got some kids inside that can score. Um, they were a two point game in overtime to Lindell Soli with a loss. Um, they played Montezuma pretty tough. Montezuma shot the ball real well against them that night, but that's that's the only two conference losses they have. Um, uh, they're, you know, just to compare scores, they, they beat up on Bell Plain pretty good by about 14, 16 points. So, so that's one that we've that we know that we're going to have to be geared in, ready to play again. And they, and then we and that's kind of the beginning of our homecoming week. Is as one of the few schools that still does a homecoming game during basketball season. Um, so then the Friday night we play BGM at our place for our homecoming game and. That's always a fun one because you get a lot of people back, a lot of community members back, and still going to be a little bit of Christmas break for some of the college kids, so they'll, they'll get to come back that week and watch some of the kids play, and, and it's always a packed house, and the kids always get after it, and, you know, so we're going to be real busy as soon as we get thrown back into it, and like you said, um, we played eight conference games already, we got eight more to play, um, and then after, you know, after we play BGM, then we start getting back into the teams on our side again, where we got to try and run that east side again, and, and see how that Prayers out so end of January, but then pretty much the end of the conference season, you know. So we got to get back after it, we got to get back to work. Um, kids, like I said, the kids have taken some nice time off. Um, but and then I think that'll just refuel us, and we'll get back into doing the same things we've been doing and, and hopefully continue this. Well, we've been co- talking to Coach Stout, who has his Kyoto Eagles flying high, uh, with the number one ranking, um, and an undefeated first half of the season. Congratulations, Coach. We're uh, Everyone's always so excited about uh, the Kyoto Eagles athletics over there. It's just, um, I, I love it. Every single time I come there, I absolutely love it. It's one of the best. And Scotty Melvin says you have the best student section he's about ever seen. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to argue with him on that one, that's for sure. No, I think they inspire your team a lot, too. 
I, I oh, yeah. That's, I mean, They're like yeah, the sixth I mean, man out there. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm going. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Hey, I appreciate it.